As you can hear from that sound of glasses clinking, we are making a couple cocktails tonight, huh? Yes, we are. This is The Bar, everyone, and uh, it is a lovely, lovely Wednesday evening. Uh, it is the first week in August, and as uh, me and Jesse both experienced tonight, dead as fuck. So fucking dead, man. It's fucking ridiculous. So uh, because we're so slow, we decided that uh, we were going to come over to the house tonight, and uh, we're going to make a couple cocktails I'm going to make us a little bit of dinner, so it's going to be a little bit different of a bar format. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't play this down, bro. Like, you're, you're playing some fancy-ass shit. Andrew's going to cook me fucking jambalaya. Hell yes, I am. And uh, so uh, with a little bit of a different format this time, uh, instead of sitting down, you know, more of a sedentary thing, this is going to be more of an active bar. So, uh, you know, we're going to make a couple cocktails, maybe crack a beer or two, and then uh, I'm going to be making us some dinner. We're going to talk about shit that we always do, you know? Everything that uh, involves the bar life. So, uh, to start out tonight, it's going to be the first drink of the night that me and Jesse are going to be having. And uh, Jesse has uh, grabbed a couple bottles out of my selection, and he's going to be crafting himself something amazing. I'm going to do something a little bit more simple. Um, Jesse, do you want to talk about your cocktail for this evening? Okay, well, I mean, this is just kind of a quick off-the-cuff thing, because I was, I was craving something kind of sweet and tangy. Um, I had some Arizona Strawberry Lemonade in my back of my car because I love Arizona strawberry lemonade. It's actually the golden bear from Jack Niklaus because apparently they really like golfers and Arizona tea are super tight. So I'm just going to take a little bit of strawberry lemonade and put it in my, my shaker tin here. But uh, because the strawberry lemonade is super sweet and I'm looking for something a little bit tangy, we actually have some regular lemonade here as well just to take a little bit of that sweetness out because Andrew's going to bitch about it when I make him try it, and there's too much fucking sugar in there. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, Jesse asked if I had sweet and sour, and, and no, I don't, but I do have a little bit of lemonade. Pretty much the same thing. That's true, and, I mean, we're going to do this, and uh, the, the liquor we're going to be using in here tonight, we're using a little bit of blue curacao just to add a little bit of color, but we're using the Deep Eddy Ruby Red grapefruit, which will add a little bit of sour in with that. Yeah, the we're the Deep Eddy, like, all their flavor brands, I think, are fucking top-notch. And uh, like the ruby red, it's it's a it's it's huge, man. It's it's a good, it's a good consistent. Do you need a little bit of blue curacao in there? Uh, I'll do it at the end. I got this. I got Are you gonna this. splash it on top? No, no, I got this. You I gonna be this. fancy? I'm gonna be fancy. If this plastic cup it will work as a top hat. Hold on, let me grab you a different size plastic cup because that's not the correct one. Are you sure? It's pretty tight now. All right, hang on. Andrew's grabbing me a plat. Here we go. I really don't want to splash this all over the place. Cause yeah, that's uh, one that actually is meant to like fit inside. That would be like the uh, the plastic version of a uh, a Libby tumbler. As you can hear, a little bit of shaky shake. So, Andrew, how's your week been? Man, it's been pretty good. Um, we had a, a deep cleaning at the bar workout on Monday night. So, uh, will you? No, you got to tell them what it's called. Listen call to what they call it when he when he does a cleaning at his bar. So we call it a pub scrub. Um, I mean, it's a you know it's a terrible time. Everyone's like uh, everyone who works there, <laughs> they get around and then fuck. pull everything out of everywhere, deep clean everything, spray off, you know, like all of our racks, clean out the beer cooler, clean lines, like anything that you could possibly think of. You know, just getting everything, uh, everything like a spring cleaning. All Jesse, right, that's so a an awkwardly short cocktail. It is a little bit short, but I wasn't sure how much to put in this glass. I mean, it's going to be nice in there, but it comes out with a nice kind of yellowy-pink color with it, and then you float down that blue curacao off the top, and it turns into this cool kind of aqua blue color. you got to admit, that's kind of cool looking. It does look pretty sweet. 
All right. Do we have any straws? Because I don't want to yeah. drink this. Drink this. All right. Andrew's apparently fetching me a straw. So if this tastes fantastic, I'm going to have to start stocking strawberry lemonade at my bar. So. Oh, and he got me a bendy straw. It's like a nice little tangerine colored bendy straw, too. It's fucking dope. All right. So let's try this. How is it, brother? I think it needs a little little bit more strawberry lemonade. Yeah, I could probably use a little bit more strawberry lemonade. Not bad. Let's swirl this back up. Andrew, what are you going to be making tonight? Um, I'm just doing like a straight-up tequila soda, man. I told you I was going simple. Oh, that's better. Definitely. That's bounces it out quite a bit. That's actually pretty good, man. Like that's that's something I could see somebody ordering for like a brunch. You are definitely a brunch drinker. Uh, you know, speaking of brunch, my bar is actually rolling out a big new brunch thing, and I'm actually kind of excited about it. Like we got a lot of really good items, we got really good quality food, but um, I'm I'm super excited also because it means I get to order breakfast burritos on the weekends, and we have the best breakfast burritos, dude. It's a uh, freaking bacon. Eggs, fried Latin potatoes, queso, avocado, chipotle ranch, and uh, grilled onions, and a cheddar jack cheese blend. Dude, it is so good. So you're doing like a full uh, like breakfast menu for your brunches? Uh, pretty much, man. we got about seven different items. I mean, we're going to be rolling it out. I mean, we got mimosas like every other douchebag bar. So You have to have mimosas if you're running brunch. Yeah. What kind of what tequila are you running today? Uh, today it's just 1,800 gold. Something yeah. I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> Something that I'm trying to get rid of. The other day, last time Andrew was drinking vodka or tequila sodas, and this is really funny because when Andrew starts to get drunk, because I have yet to actually like party party with him while we're out and going. That's a tasty beverage, sir. And we're. I'm not really a tequila guy, but that's a good mix. But I'm not going to drink anymore because I know exactly what tequila does to my digestive tract. They don't get along. Tequila and your digestive tract do not get along? Nope. Not at all. Tequila is the only liquor to have ever made me full-on, like, vomit, vomit. Like, just straight empty my soul out of my body, vomit. Well, if you drink enough tequila, and especially shitty tequila, it will have that effect on you. It will. It will. Kind of like that rock and roll tequila I brought back here for you the oh, other yeah, week. Oh, yeah, I saw that bottle for you. It's uh, sitting down in the garage. Yeah, rock and roll tequila. It's like this uh, guitar-shaped bottle. And they're like standard um, silver um, tequila, which is supposed to, I guess, be comparable to Patron. Excuse me, is awful. Just like you know, most you know, comparable tequilas. Uh, do you want to also uh, start this off before I start cooking with our uh, our traditional shot of the beginning of the podcast? Are you talking about a a Jaeger bombs? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Speaking of Jaeger bombs, uh, I noticed today that Voodoo changed their Facebook name to OKC Voodoo, aka the Flannels, slowly signifying that they're officially announcing the death of Voodoo. And the death of rock and roll. This is almost more sad than the time that Motley Crue signed that that uh, legal agreement saying they could never perform together again. I did not know they signed a such agreement. They did. Well, here's to Motley Crue, my man. To Motley Crue. And to a good dinner. Here's to you, Nikki. 
Nikki Six. By the way, not any of the Nikki's I know, because I mean, fuck y'all. You're all bitches. Fuck all you Nikki's. All three of you. Yeah, I might make some more of this lemonade. This is nice. I'm just gonna sleep here tonight. Well, I would encourage anyone to make sure when they're drinking, they drive responsibly, which means don't drive at all. Exactly. I love that when it. I love that it always says it's like drive responsibly, and I have like regulars and stuff like that. And they'll be like, "No, I'll drive home." And be like, "No, you're you're not driving home." Like, where do you live? They'll be like in Edmond. I'm like, I I would rather have you go sleep in my car. I'll go 25, 35 minutes out of my way to drive you home than for you to fucking drive home drunk. Like, or fucking Uber. You're in Midtown. I know you have enough money to Uber that far. Yeah, I'm trying to drive through Edmond after you've been drinking. Like driving if you've been drinking at all, it's just a terrible idea. But it is easy to drive Edmund through it. especially. Hey, it's easy to drive through Midtown drunk because there's hardly any of fucking cops in Midtown. They're actually dealing with like legitimate shit. Yeah, and I, I mean it's Midtown. They're in Bricktown, you know, where all the hood clubs are, that are slowly making their way over to our side of town. Not was, a big fan of that. I look, man. I will say this, and I don't think a lot of people notice this because they'll sit there and be like, when a crowd comes in. And it has a lot to do. Like, if you have guest DJ, too, you can't let your DJs be playing that fucking ratchet stuff. I know this is going to sound bad, and people will be like, oh, this is, you know, biased towards certain peoples and or types of people. But when you start playing, like, hood rap trap music, what's going to come into your bar? Fucking hood rats. Yeah, like you're it's like a mating call. It's like trouble. the moment that you play Chumbawamba, an entire fraternity walks into your bar. All right, not which not is also something you don't want. Which is also something you don't want. All right, you don't want hood rats. You don't want fucking dude bros. You want just people who are out to have fun. All right, you want sluts and rich old guys. That is a great demographic for a bar. That's a fantastic demographic. You know, speaking of that, we went to the pump this afternoon um, or this evening. And this was the first time I've ever been to the pump. And I'd, I'd heard about it and all this stuff. And I was sitting there, I was like, this is... And then yeah, we find out through a friend of mine that it's actually owned by people just like us. You know, people who have been there, they've done it. I'm like, that... This is, I mean, I could see myself open up a joint like that, right? Couldn't you see if you owned a bar, it'd be something kind of like that? I don't know. Like, the bar itself is just so tiny. It's super tiny, but I mean, like a similar style concept. Like, mostly patio. You have an inside area to drink, you know. Maybe a little bit of food. Andrew's cutting onions over here. Yeah, because I'm getting ready. Uh, I'm I'm, to I'm about to start crying. He's making us some jambalaya, and it looks. So actually, I just uh, just got done cutting up some andouille sausage, which I'm uh, sautéing off right now to brown up the skillet that I'm going to be making the rest of everything in. So then I'll pull out the andouille, cook down the onions in the uh, in the juices from the andouille, and then cook we're going to make some bell hash pepper, too. And uh, the bell pepper is out of the garden. Is that part of your produce delivery that happened at 2 a.m. a couple weeks ago? <laughs> no, that is not part of that produce delivery. You don't have a fucking midnight produce delivery coming through tonight, do you? I don't think so. We're going to be halfway through this podcast. It'll be ding dong. I feel oh, like... Oh, you want some produce? Oh, you want to get a produce? How are you supposed to get a man if you ain't got no good onions? You can throw it in that uh, brown paper bag next to your foot. Andrew has this really cool system when he goes to the grocery store and then he cooks, like, for his food prep and stuff. 
He leaves the bag down by the trash can, throws all the trash from when he's cooking and meal prepping into those bags, and then just throws it away rather than just throwing it all in one trash can and then waiting to take it out a couple days later. Well, because if not, like it's going to be just like so much shit inside a trash bag. A trash bag. I'm going to take out a couple of trash bags. When I'm cooking a lot of food, I usually always opt to try to get like a like paper bags with everything, and I try to set them up like if you're working on a line. So both sides of my cutting board, which like go straight off onto the ground, I usually always try to have a uh, always try to have like the trash bags like right next to there. I mean, it, it's just it saves me a shitload of time and effort. Well, that's true. Because you don't get like 50, 50 gallon trash bags, like trash cans, for houses. Because there's almost no time when that would be necessary. You know, Andrew, we had a we had an interesting conversation earlier this evening with a friend of mine. What is your favorite cocktail to make? Andrew's flipping some sausage right now. You dropped a piece of sausage. I'm open. Uh... Okay, so my favorite kind of cocktail to make or to drink? That's some good fucking sausage. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a good brand of Andouille. To make. What's your favorite cocktail to make? Like, I'm sort of partial. I, I like making a Manhattan. I don't mind drinking them, but I like making a good Manhattan. I like them a lot better than making an old-fashioned. Well, what what do you usually put in your Manhattan to make it? Like, if you have your choice of bourbon to do it. So I'm going to use a rye. So either, like, a bullet rye or... I'm, I have fallen in love with bullet lately. Like, if I want a drink that has, you know, bourbon in it, I'm going to order a, a bullet at this point in time. Yeah, so I'll do, like, bullet rye. Um, I re- like, uh, you know, you do, like, a good amount of bullet rye. You do a third of that amount in uh, sweet vermouth. And then uh, I know like most bars use like Angostura bitters, but I'm actually sort of partial to. Uh, hold on, let me grab the bottle. I'll show you the bitters I'm talking about. No worries. Well, while he's doing that too, I made myself another cocktail. I'll change the the perceptions a little bit. This is like a kind of a cool. Aqua. This is uh, the Bitter Truth is the brand. Their aromatic bitters is fucking amazing. I'll give you a dollar if you shoot that straight. It's not bad bitters. Like it's. Like Angostura bitters, like it has a certain twang to it, and most of them are all super old. When you're working in bars, unless your bar pushes out a lot of craft cocktails that use bitters, so I'm like, this bitters is less than six months old. Look at the color on this drink. This is actually pretty fantastic. It's like this deep blue aqua. You know, some basic white bitch would order this shit out of this all fucking night. Like, there's gonna be some girl. I'm talking to you, Tiffany's, your Ashleys, your Jessicas, maybe your, your, your Alex's. With an eye. Definitely any Alexis's, you know, maybe uh, maybe a few McKenna's. Um, McKenna, if you know that, I'm talking to you because you got hammered as shit in my bar this week, and you remember it. I know you do. Um, if she ever listens to this, I'm going to get a deep conversation about this. I'll be like, well, I mean, don't get that shit faced inside my bar again, and I won't call you out on the internet. <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. I was sitting there talking, and uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and... Uh, but she like came up and she's like super hammered and we're having to carry her out. And I'm like, do you have a ride home? She's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll, I'll get home. I'm like, who's taking you home? She's like, one of our security guards, Zach. And she's like, no, nah, Zach's taking me home. I'm like, Zach's not fucking taking you home. He has to work for another five hours. Holy shit. And, she, and she's like, no, nah, no. Nah, she like, got that hammered like five hours before close? She got that hammered at, let's see, yeah, two, three, because we're usually there till about three. So that about 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. But, I mean, she'd had a rough day. I had some people. 
Speaking of which, let's talk about um, in OKC. You talking about current events since we're cooking this week? Did you see that Fat Dog is closed currently? What's Fat Dog? Fat Dog uh, Bar and Grill. It's another bar in the city. Um, Fat Dog recently got bought by, I guess, another restaurant group. And when they got bought, they decided to do a complete restructuring and fired their entire staff on a moment's notice. Holy shit. Their entire staff, including management. That's crazy. And I have several regulars who work at Fat Dog. And I called and I checked on them. I'm like, are you good? I bought one of them a drink last night because I felt bad. I'm like, here's a shot. Like, I might not be able to get you a job, but I'll do whatever I can to help you out. But Fat Dog did that in the city. And this brings up an interesting point of Where is Fat interest. Dog located at? Because I don't think I've never been there. Um, I'll have to fucking look it up. But it brings up an interesting point of fact because when we got fired from Baker Street or let go or it closed, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I like to look at it as getting fired because then I can say, you know, fuck you guys even more, which they closed it. Essentially, they fired us. They fired the building. Yeah. All right. They're like, fuck you, building. You're not doing a good job. Get your fucking performance up. Even though we're the only restaurant in their fucking group in the green right now. <laughs> or that was in the green because... Fuck them. Oh, dude, I got a Snapchat from Dom. Big Dom. I just got a Snapchat from Dom. You're, you're completely like losing point of the story about it. I that. know, but um, on that, we're going to look up Fat Dog real quick. But um, when that happened, and people are sitting there like, yeah, it sucks because it's, it's on a moment's notice. And I look at that, and I'm like, yes, it's a moment notice, and it sucks. But you know, the more I hear about it and the more I went through it myself, that's how it happens. Like, you don't get a notice. They don't give that because they don't want you to start stealing shit. They don't want to give you an opportunity to fuck up. Because, honestly, I will tell you this right now. If you knew that Baker Street was going to close, what's the kind of shit that you would have done up front? Like, to be honest about it. If you knew that you're in a bar that's going to close and you know it's coming, you know, you got, like, two weeks left or some shit like that, what's the kind of fucked up shit you're going to do in your last few days there? Because I'm going to have sex in the bar. I'm going to fuck a girl behind the bar top. I don't give a shit if it's after clothes. I'm going to have, like, sex in my bar. Well, I mean, that's not one of those, like, fucked up things I thought you were talking about. I mean, I might, I'll probably... That people who work in bars try to do. I mean, I would fucking... You know, I hope my, none of my employers are listening to this, but, like, if I, if I knew a bar was closing and I knew it's coming at me, fuck yeah, I'm going to steal some shit. Hell yeah. That's why they don't tell anyone. You know, like, I mean, I'm not going to, like, take, like, a shit ton of stuff, but I'm definitely going to be like... Oh, hey, yeah, you see that bottle of fucking $200 scotch? I'm going to take that home. I'm never going to fucking drink it, but I'm taking it home. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll save it for when a friend comes over. Uh, Fat Dog is actually over at, uh, oh, it says permanently closed on Google now. They may be opening up under a different name. Um, it's 1234 Northwestern. It's over there by uh, 12th and 11th. Um, but let's check this because people were talking about the fat dog on there and um like they were making fun of people on there so let's look at this fat dog kitchen um on there they close we're opening up their facebook blah 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 blah. that's the last post was july 25th and like they've got some good reviews they've got they're at what were their reviews at Fucking five stars out of 116 reviews. 116 people and they got a five-star rating. Why the fuck are you going to restructure at that point? You're obviously making money. You're doing well. Just because you get good reviews does not mean you're making money. Well, I mean, but they were, though. Because, I mean, I talked to the people who were working there. They were busy. They had crowds. 
And um, man, it sucks. But I really want to hear it. What's the most, if you could do, if you knew a bar was closing, what is the most fucked up thing you would do? I mean, besides having sex in the bar. Because I know, I know you'd fucking like call your wife and be like, hey, baby, get up here. We're fucking behind the bar top tonight. After close, after everyone leaves, I mean, I'm going to bang you on the tap handles. If I found a bar, the workout was closing, like, my first thing would be to go get another job. And then I'd just dip out before they closed. I don't want to be there that last part. I don't want to see can the just kind not of show up the last three days and be like, hey, where were you? Um, you were fucking closing. I was working. Yeah, I've already found another job because when a bar closes down, especially if it's a bar with a big enough okay, staff, outside of being a you have to like you have to think about that many other people who do your job are going to be looking for jobs at the exact same place you're looking for jobs. If you if you could get that two day edge and be like, hey, um, we're about to close down, I want to be the first person in at a new place or like in at a different place because my place is about to fucking close down. Okay, but outside of being a responsible adult. What's the most fucked up thing you think you'd do? I mean, I'd probably just sell drinks at half price for cash only. All fucking night. Oh, you want that Johnny Walker Black? All right, that's going to be $12. Oh, you want a double? 20 cash only. Well, I mean, Johnny Walker Black's never that expensive anywhere. I'm sorry, Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah, so if you said Johnny Walker Blue, yeah, $12 or 20 cash only. Yeah, I would, I would literally put out a, play, a Facebook message to be like, bring up cash and drink well tonight. Yeah, you're sitting there like... Uh, Not W-E-L-L, but W-E-L-L with a winky face. Well, even if you do that, too, be like, bring cash, be like, oh, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll say that. I'll tell you what, 100 bucks, the bottle's yours. Like, And just give it to them, bottle service style. Like, just sit out there, you know, and set it. I want to do that. I like the... I want to slice that. I want to slice... slice your fingers off. I can do... I, I'm a professional, Andrew. I have worked in professional kitchens. Jesse, me and you have both talked about this before. Taco Bell does not qualify as a kitchen. Taco Bell is a kitchen. It has a sink, and it has a sort of... Just because we cook our meat with hot water doesn't mean it wasn't a kitchen. Yeah, that's exactly Are these going mean. in the jambalaya, or is this for the ground beef thing? The ground beef thing. Okay. Do you have thought-out ground beef? No. You're just going to thaw some out? Well, fuck yeah. We've got an hour-long podcast. We do have an hour-long podcast, and we're only sitting at 22 minutes right now. The jambalaya will maybe be ready in 22 minutes. Dude, I will tell you right now that this smells fantastic, guys. I wish you could. Like, Lynn, since we give you a shout-out every podcast. We have this, to. We have to. She's our number Mama one listener. Bear. She's our fucking number one listener. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. Shout-out to you. I mean, my mom never fucking listens. Otherwise, I'd shout her out. I know my mom doesn't listen. I'm sitting there and she's like, what is it? I'm like sitting there like, mom, well, you don't like dick jokes. You're not a big drinker, you know, so it's probably not a thing for you. Like, I mean, I would love it if you take a listen. I mean, call me and be like, hey, I listened. You know, you could listen to like one episode and I'd be happy, but it's just not her thing. You know, that's how it goes. So, okay, so outside of that, though, what's the second most fucked up thing you'd do if you knew your bar was closing and they were just going to not tell you, but you found out through, like, insider information or you overheard a conversation. Okay, so if it was, like, the last two days or the last week... Are you going to fucking roll on the tap it? handles? No, like, what I would do is... Uh, it would be, like, customer retribution. So have you ever seen, like, the bartender hates you? Oh, like, my videos? God. You'd sit there and be like, can I get this? No, you fucking can't. Or, like, whenever, like, someone, like, buys something that's, like, you know, like, $5.95 and then you hand them back a nickel and they're like, oh, keep that. You can keep the change. 
I would like go change that out, grab five pennies, and literally throw it at that person. <laughs> this would be great. I'd love that too. And the people who don't tip, you just sit there and be like, "Hey, thanks for the tip, asshole." Not like I have a family to feed or anything. Yeah, thanks. I've been here fucking fourteen hours and I've made eighty dollars. Piece of shit. I hope you fucking die. I mean, maybe not things as intense as that, but still. And, uh, I mean, guys, while we're sitting here talking about this, I mean, Andrew's Andrew's bouncing back and forth because he's doing a lot of the cooking. Oh, my God, this food smells so fucking good. Um, this drink has come out, like, super, super good. Uh, I figure if you want to try and make it at home or you want to make it in your actual bar because it's come out and it's, it's kind of, you know, more like a grapefruity lemonade. If you have anything, you could probably make this also with a... Um, you could do it with the uh, the is it raspberry lemonade, or strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, svetka, um, strawberry puree, sweet and sour, and a little bit of lemon juice, uh, back and forth. I toss it back and forth, put it in there, and then I want you to float the blue carousel on top, and that would probably make a good looking cocktail. It turns this kind of cool, kind of dark aqua color, in between dark aqua and like kind of a cerulean style blue. All right, sorry, I had to go grab that. ground beef. What are you talking about? Well, I was talking about like if you worked at an actual bar, how you would make this if you didn't have a... Um, you could use the Deep Eddy Peach, but I was saying um, if you made it, you could use uh, like the, the strawberry lemonade uh, Svetka. Oh, yeah. Strawberry lemonade Svetka, like some sweet and sour, a little bit of lemon juice to, to cut that up, and um, some sweet and... Oh, I already had... I already said sweet and sour. Ugh, sorry. And then you could just toss it around and then float a little blue curacao on top. This would make a really good shooter, though. Like, I mean, this is a little shot that could go through there. You know, the downside to cooking onions is it just makes the whole house, like, the air sting when you cook a shit ton of onions at once. It's only a whole onion. It's not that many onions. A whole large white onion. I would call that a medium onion. Look, man, I don't, I don't know how to judge the size of fucking onions here, okay? But, uh, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right, hang on. Um, guys, I have to pee for a second, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break again. Just let me like uh, run this podcast. Okay, take it. I mean, or do you do you want to pee too? Yeah, I probably need to pee too. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Hang on one second. We'll be right back. <laughs> All okay, right. Okay, guys, we took our battery, but, but we went pee. Ah, words. Words sometimes. I think this is the first time I've ever been. I mean, you've been drunk on a podcast. I'm a little tipsy. I've been a little tipsy, but I'm about two drinks away from hitting that like magic rhythm where I'm going to have to watch how hard it is to sit down to pee. Oh, good Lord. Well, we have good food coming up. <laughs> it's so good. It smells so fantastic in here. So, I'm um, cooking, and I'm also making you a meat pie. You're making me a meat pie? Yeah, that's what I'm doing with the potatoes. That's why I was slicing them on a mandolin. Well, you're like you're like gonna put it in a dough and make a meat pie. No, like I'm actually like layering out the. Uh, oh, like ratatouille, but with meat. Yeah, pretty similar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The fact that I remembered what ratatouille is blows my mind. Um, recently, movie. yeah. Recently on the break, we were sitting here uh, discussing this as Andrew was coming back. I read that um, um, actually a couple restaurants closed in here, and I don't know if maybe this is just due to owner. Um, I know Fat Dog closed because supposedly a new restaurant group bought it. And it's so funny, too, because they're saying, don't worry, ha- Fat Dog will howl, howl again. Um, we're going through some current restructuring, blah, 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 words. And um, what was I saying? 
And uh, yeah, and then I, I found out that Fuse closed. Fuse one and two are closed. I just saw that news article. And uh, Fuse one and two are um, both combination bar and restaurants. Um, it's like um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, somebody was talking about it the other day. I mean, I've never actually been there, so, I mean, I could be wrong. I've been there, like, as their buffet, but, I mean, I've never had, uh, I did not know that they served, like, cocktails, cocktails. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could just be, like, a beer bar, but either way, um, it was a buffet. It was, like, a fancy upscale Golden Corral, but for less money, wasn't well, so it? like, uh, they, were there, they were touting it as a, uh, a Vegas-style buffet. So they had like the different sections of the buffet, like representing different like countries or different like styles of cuisine. It was just, it was a huge buffet. Fuck Vegas, that sounds like Disney World. No, it was the way Vegas does a lot of their buffets. You know what's really great? Disney World. I love Disney World. Did you not geek out hard fucking core when you walked into Disney World? Because I had glasses on and I damn near fu- I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. I damn near fucking cried the first time I walked into Disney World as a grown man. Because I'd never been to Disney World as a kid. I didn't get that I experience. I walked into the Magic Kingdom in the rain. And thank God there was rain. I proposed. it would have looked like there was rain from all the tears. I proposed to a girl in the rain at sunset next to Cinderella's Castle in Florida. Did you know her? Yes, I knew her. I didn't, didn't know if you like you randomly went to Disney World and was like, oh, you're so touched by the moment. You're like, I need to find my and princess. You just turn around and you're like, just walk up to some random girl and you're like, I've been carrying this ring for years. No, man, I was I was I was with a girl at the time. Things didn't work out, but you know, life has a funny way of changing changing course. Um, but I know that's what I did, man. I and it's so funny when people sit there like you went to. I was like, I'd never been to Disney World, which is also something that I'm gonna make sure my child gets to go to. As a kid, like I want her to be probably, you know, five, six, seven years old and take her to Disney World. I feel like actually probably well, six like or seven would be Disney like the World perfect as a age. I think I had more fun than most of the seven year olds I saw there and definitely more fun than any of the five year olds I saw there. As well, that's why I say like six Disney, or seven, like she gets to go, she gets I to meet the characters, everything. you know, and I don't want her to wait till she's an adult because I want her to be able to like see all this stuff as a kid, and then go back and be like, oh, I finally get to ride this ride. I saw how badass it was as a kid. Now I want to go ride this ride. And I will tell you this, too. I'm still pissed because when I went, one of the people I went with, I was like, hey, guys, can we go to the Country Bear Jamboree? And people were like, oh, the Country Bear Jamboree? I'm like, dude, I fucking love animatronic animal bands. Animatronic animal bands are my shit. You remember when they made the Country Bears movie? Yeah, it was terrible. You know, I skipped the Animal Bear Jamboree whenever I was at Disney. I would not because I like that shit. Like, I remember Frontier City had that animatronic band. I'd sit there for like 20 minutes and watch the whole show just like wrapped with attention. And I thought it was great. Like, I mean, maybe it's just the kid in me. I mean, maybe it's because I like stupid, cheesy things. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love cheesy things, but like the Animal Bear Jamboree was just not something that was on my uh, to do list when I was there. Yeah, well, you're fucking wrong. That's something I would suggest if you get to go to Disney. Shit. And Space you Mountain. don't have to have like Space Mountain. Like uh like let's say you don't have to have like sole Space responsibility Mountain. over your child. Try to drink around Epcot. So drink around the world. So you just have one beverage. I've heard of a lot of people who do this. You have one beverage in every like country a pub in Epcot. Crawl in Disney? It's at Epcot and you, you start like let's say you start in Britain and you end back in Britain, but you pretty much go around the world and you have one drink at every single one of like every single like country. At Epcot. Like, a lot of people do it. 
Did you ride the It's a Small World? I did. It was uh, it was pretty cool. You know what was really cool that I thought was going to be kind of cheesy, but it was really cool, especially with all the updates? The Frozen ride was amazing. I didn't like that. Dude, it just came out. I don't like think it was open when I went. I you did it when you did Run Disney, right? Yeah. I so I did it in February. But Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, fucking amazing. And you're so sitting there and like you also see those, like how they those make animatronics at the end are so scary because they're so realistic. Well, like now that they have like uh, they have Johnny Depp put into the animatronics, like they have the like something that they put in after all those movies became so big, they uh, started like putting animatronics in different areas that look exactly like Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. It's terrifying. I will say this: What was your favorite ride at Disney? By the way, guys. I'm hitting a little tipsy, so topics are going to be all over the place. Okay, so as far as rides go, I have, like, talking about, like, my favorite, like, ride as things as far as, like, it amazed me. And then I have a ride as far as, like, it was this intense and a good, like, roller coastery kind of ride. I have two of those. Aerosmith blew my goddamn mind. Uh, the rock and roller coaster. Uh, yes. Um, I love the end where they shoot that right when you hit that seventy miles per hour, and it's like loving it out, love very tall. Oh, living dude. it up it while we're going down. down. Amazing, amazing. Like everything, like leading up to the ride. Did your head snap straight into the fucking back of the headrest because you were sitting there like, oh, you know, surely it's not. And you're like, like, no, like I was, I was prepped for going in there. I knew what I was expecting. So straight head back when it started. Did you um, do the Tower of Terror right next door? No, I, I don't like dropping rides. It's not my deal. You should have done it. That was actually cool. I actually, my bag actually flew up, floated up, and I was sitting there. I was like, oh, fuck, there's my backpack, and like grabbed it real quick while like, it's floating I, I know what I like in rides, and just like the free fall thing, not my bag. What it sounds like is you're a pussy. Not a pussy. I like roller coasters. I don't like the whole free fall thing. I think it's not right. my deal. I'm not going to insult you because we're both getting a little tipsy here, and I don't want to fight. <laughs> But it sounds like you're a pussy. All right. Um, so I think as far as uh, rides go, one of the rides that like, I did not think was going to be as cool as it was was uh, like the the um, like the farming sort of thing ride at Epcot where they take you through all of the uh, like they take you to like the back where like they grow everything at Epcot, like the informational ride. Like I thought that was going to be pretty lame. fucking nerd. Dude, it was fucking awesome. I didn't get to ride that, man. I missed a lot so of like stuff. We only did so Disney pretty much World what they tell you is like, like they show you all these different like growing techniques that they do, all this like hydroponic stuff that they do, and oh, pretty like much like the, they break they it down the to like Mickey Mouse shaped watermelons and shit. Well, I mean, they go into that, but like they also go into like how they produce pretty much every single amount of produce for all five parks at Epcot, and how they do it, and it blew my mind the fact that they've been pioneering this technology since like the eighties. Like, the whole Epcot thing, like, the whole, like, mindset behind building, an like, an Epcot center as, like, a place of the future and how they're making this, like, huge community that could all be down into, like, one livable space, all this other stuff. Like, it, uh, that whole thing, like, Epcot, like, blew me away just in that, that, that aspect. And I was really surprised that it was, like, I was really engaged in something so informational. And I also really do enjoy, like, farming and like growing things, so that also had probably something to do with it. But you're still a fucking nerd. Oh, I, I'm not not disagreeing. Not disagreeing. I will say at all. this, man. My two favorite rides out of Disney were probably um, Rock and Roller Coaster, much like you, just because it's a fucking badass roller coaster. Yeah, it's a short roller coaster, but you go. I mean, you're going fucking seventy miles an hour. 
Like it's gonna be quick for that amount of space. And There's then also the attention to detail in every little thing about that roller coaster, the lead up to it, everything else. It's, it's, it's. I it's, love that they had the little like uh, they had the like little hologram thing, where it looks like Aerosmith is in the studio as you're walking through the exhibit. Yeah, to like, get to the ride. Like, the whole thing is like it's an experience from the time you walk into the ride. Stephen Tyler's coming in from the city. I had the fast pass, so it was uh, the time you walk into the ride, go to the fast pass, Sorry. and then like you're. You're going through the ride, like the whole thing. Oh, you had a fast pass? I had fast pass for everything I did. We did the we did the little ticket thing where you get the ticket. I did fast pass, man. Like uh, if you if you plan it out, you can book your fast pass ninety days before you go. You can fast pass like four or five things a day, and you figure out what ride you want to ride, what parks. You plan it all out that way, and just plan the rest of your day around all the fucking awesome rides you want to do. Andrew, next time I take my kid to Disney World, we're going together. You're gonna come with me. Because it was so funny because me and my kid's uh, mom had talked about that. Like, we want to take her. And we want to go together and take her. And I'm like, oh, that would be so great, too. Because if you want to take her on a ride, you do that. And I'll fucking jet over and ride Space Mountain every time you want to do something with her by yourselves. Space Mountain, by the way. Uh, whenever I got to ride through it, whenever the ride was off, I rode the ride. Then the ride shut down. And I was doing that one ride that you can do that, like, takes you around and, like, shows you stuff all around, like, Epcot. I mean, all around... Um, that, that area of the park, you know, like the ride of the future or whatever it is. And it takes you through Space Mountain. And you can see it with the lights on and everything? Yeah, because the ride was shut down, so all the lights were on. Then I got super freaked out, and I was too scared to put my hands up the second time I rode that roller coaster because I was like, I, you don't realize how tight that ride is. Dude, like, have you ever seen how they measured the, the ride height and stuff like that? They send their roller coasters around with these, because um, it's meant for anybody that's supposed to be like over seven and seven feet tall to be able to reach their hands up. Um, so like they have this big board where it leaps out and everything like that. I want a potato. But they they take it out and they they test the rides with these big pieces of plywood out to see if it's gonna hit anything. But I will say this: uh, in terms of intensity and lead up and fucking delivery of the promise of how good a ride is gonna be, Space Mountain all the way. Because I went through Space Mountain, you're sitting there, you see all the games, you're like playing out. Did you play Asteroids on the little computers and shit? Because I did. Fuck those little kids. I, I played a, Asteroids. I had a fast pass every single time I, r I rode it. You should have done it because waiting in line there was cool. They had video games you could play dude, while you waited. Waiting in line is never cool. I never waited in line more than 30 minutes They had, any ride at Disney. Dude, they had fucking video games, bro. All right. And then after we rode it, I made them go back. Like I was sitting there, that was the one thing I was fucking adamant about. They're sitting there, I'm like, all right, guys, we are going to go back and ride Space Mountain again. And like, no, no. And I looked at my girlfriend, and I was like, look, we are riding Space Mountain again. I mean, Space Mountain was badass. That and whole I, area of the park is pretty cool. Dude, Space Mountain was my absolute favorite roller coaster of I did all the, time. Uh, the, when I did the half all marathon, we got to run by time. it. No, it was the, the 10K, we got to run by it. Yeah. Speaking of 10Ks, Andrew's got a night. Oh, wait, we'll wait. We'll put that on the fit tender. Never mind. Andrew's got a triathlon this week. Yeah, big whoop. I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm excited for him. Andrew's got a kid coming. He's running a triathlon. He's making me some fucking jambalaya and a meat pie. Is there going to be cheese in this meat pie? Yes, there is going to be cheese. Oh, God, I love cheese. You know what my breakfast was this morning? You tell me what your breakfast was, and uh, I'll tell you what mine was. Mine was a quarter package of Colby Jack cheese cubes, a V8 energy drink, and I V8 makes an energy board. drink? Yeah, it's called the V8 like V-Fusion thing. Most of it's 
antioxidants in a vit- vitamin B12, but it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. I had a six egg omelet with like half a stick of uh, sausage in the middle of it for breakfast. I just came. Did you put cheese in it? No, no cheese. Any green onions? There were green onions. Mm. Did you put some salt and pepper on that bitch? Well, of course, Jesse. I'm not a heathen. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Philistine. Salt and pepper, that bitch. Did you ever watch that movie Year One? Uh, yeah, that movie was weird. He's sitting there, he's like, oh, welcome to Sodom and Gomorrah. He's like, open the doors, I'm trying to get my dicky sticky. Like, I think that movie would have been a lot more funny to me if I was smoking weed at the time. Sorry, all my brain blood was in my boner. The fact that they put Jack Black and Michael Sarah in the same movie should have been a sign that we should have never watched that in the first place. Yeah, not the best call. This is not the greatest movie in the world. It was just a tribute. All right, so uh, what other kind of uh, what other barnos are you on? thinking of? I mean, um, I'm trying to think of anything interesting. Dude, okay, have you seen uh, the the new uh, World War Two movie Dunkirk? I have seen the previews for Dunkirk, Dunkirk, whatever it's called. Like, okay, so I've had a couple people who saw it. We've got super mixed reviews. I haven't seen it yet. I hear that like the stuff they used to pioneer it, it's gonna be one of those movies that changes the way movies are made. Like it's it it's doing like kind of like Star Wars type stuff. Like the way they did the soundscape and everything was super revolutionary. But that maybe also drunk me half remembering articles. <laughs> I yeah, I really have no idea. I haven't seen it yet. I mean I it looks cool. I mean, or not. I mean the coolest uh I mean I sort of saw Part of a, a war movie recently. I watched part of, um, what was it, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, I, I uh, stayed awake for the first 15 minutes of that, and then I fell asleep. I, um, I saw it because it was, it was in the sermon at church. <laughs> but it was a cool movie, man. It was an interesting movie. Seems pretty brutal I for a sermon, but I like, I like where your head's at. Oh, I mean, it's one of those, uh, yeah. But, I mean, um, what I like is that the direction movies are taking these days are amazing to me because it's like we've um we're in the golden age of movies we're making movies that are in every period of time something that you've never seen before in in, in an age of movies we're making comic book movies we're making dark gritty horror movies we're making historical fucking war movies we're making shit like valerian planet of a thousand cities that's never even been made before shit that you're never gonna see i mean the way that movies are being done right now you're never going to see this again. Like This is going to be the turning point, and this is going to be how movies are made from now on. Do you think people on. are not going to do it again because they're just going to get burned out on the overstimulation? Or, like, where do you think that's going? I think that we're heading in such a way for innovation. I think it's getting harder and harder to get people to go out to a movie. Especially because, I mean, 90%. I think it's going to get to the point where, like, TVs and stuff are so good that movie theaters are going to become obsolete, and it's at that point in time that I'm okay with dying. I also think it's the fact that, like, it's really hard to get people... To get their heads out of their phones, I got a bar. Much less to get their heads out of their phone for an hour and a half um, consistently. I have yelled at people in the movies, like fucking got on and like smacked chairs because some bitch is on her phone in front of me. If I have to get on my phone, I turn the brightness all the way down and I've got it like glued to my leg, peeking at the screen where the only person who can fucking see it, and I mean the only person who can fucking see it is me. Because I was at a movie and I can't remember what it was. It might have been like Hunger Games or something like that. I was out with my friends and we went and saw a movie. 
maybe it was Avengers or something like that. But anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm like, when I go to a movie, if I pay to go see a fucking movie, I'm gonna watch the movie. I don't give a shit if I paid a dollar fifty. I don't give a shit if I paid fourteen fifty. I have paid to come there. I have spent my time. I have spent my energy. And I've walked into the theater. I've bought my popcorn or I've bought my hot dog, bought my drink, and I'm sitting there and I'm ready to watch a movie. And if your fucking phone goes off on loud or I see your fucking screen in front of me, I'm going to kick the shit out of your chair and tell you to put that shit away or get the fuck out. Oh, I completely agree. And I, I fucking told her, I said there, I was like, if you don't put that phone away, I'm going to throw it across the theater. And she just kind of looked at me. I'm like, fucking try me. Swear to God, I'm here to see this fucking movie. And if you ruin it, you're going to fucking regret it. And I feel bad because I probably scared the shit out of some poor girl, but she needed to learn some kind of fucking commonality because that could have been a dude twice my size and I had to tell them to put his fucking phone up too. That's what I think. It's like it's going to get harder and harder for movies because it's harder to get people to stop paying attention to their phones and to order a drink, much less to spend an hour and a half in a movie and be able to you know, give their full attention to that. And so unless it's a huge spectacle of a movie, which I enjoy a lot of movies that aren't huge spectacles. This is the guy who watches like foreign documentaries on like basket weaving. I have never watched an entire basket weaving documentary all the way through. <laughs> he started it though. But I mean I, I enjoy movies that aren't like that too. Like I've gone and seen like movies that people are like, Really? You went and saw that? And I'm like, Yeah, I mean it seemed kinda interesting. I mean it was pretty decent. And then like what I like is like Quail well, Springs. I'm saying like I've never actually gone to see a documentary in a theater. It's all stuff like I watch on Netflix or watch on like Amazon or something like I, I just, like, the whole thing, like, if I'm going to go to the movies, if I'm going to spend that money and spend that time, like, I want to see something that puts me into a world I cannot go to, like Harry Potter. A world that I wish I could go to. Fucking muggles. <laughs> Fucking muggles. It's Alohomora, not, oh, it's Wingardium Leviosa. Not Leviosa. Yeah, I saw something, I sent Andrew some pictures this last week of this girl making all these, um, dirty Harry Potter jokes, like puns, and I'd just like to read some of them for you right now. Dude, they, were, uh, they, were, they, were pretty, uh, they were pretty spot on. And the girl who did them, too, was, like, super cute. Um, so, uh, you don't, I don't Harry need... Potter uh, movie's coming out soon. What do you mean? What new Harry Potter movie? Are you talking about the Voldemort thing? Yeah, I think it's coming out 2018. Is it supposed to be a real thing? Nah, I don't know. Hey, I don't need Aguamenti to make you wet. Are you interested in making some magic together? My wand is always at the ready. You don't have to say Lumos to turn me on. Did you put Skelligro in my drink? Because I can feel a bone growing. I heard you're a griffin whore because you let every wizard slither in. You're such a whore, Crux. Your mama's so fat, her Patronus is a milkshake. Oh, also, uh, speaking of Harry Potter, whenever we were at the pump today, before we left, when you went to the bathroom, did you notice what was playing in the restroom? Was that supposed to... Was it like Harry Potter on audiobook? Yeah, it was the Harry Potter audiobook. Um, I think it was read by the person who played Dumbledore. Roses are red. And it was... Um, it was... Oh, I think it was the sixth book of the series. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Yeah. It's a I was really excited when Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, speak, speak, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, 
Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix, Half Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows, Cursed Child, and then there's uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and then there's the one about Quidditch. The Cursed Child is not a book, it was a screenplay. It was a book because they printed it. It's in a book form. It's a it's a it's a it's a script. It's script. And then they also had that other one. What is it? It's a uh, Tales of Beetle the Bard. That was another one. Um, roses are red, violets are blue. I thought Voldemort was ugly, and then I met you. I want to be your Dumble whore. This girl's cute. She could be my Dumble whore any day. And then these are just some screenshots. Uh, hey guys, Cody Jinx is pretty dope. If you ever want to check out some cool shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I'm going to have to take a little bit of a break while I'm uh, getting this pie ready. But it'll only take me a few minutes. All right, you make your pie. So um, what do we want to talk about, folks? Uh, the lines are live. Please call me. You know what? Let's call somebody right now and see what's going on. Who do we want to call? Let's cruise through the list. Um, let's call Andrew Smith and see what he's up to. No, that won't work. Let's see. Um, I could call her, but I've been ignoring her for weeks. I All right, Jesse, I'm done making the base of the pie. You can stop playing these charades. Look at him. He had to be all fancy and not say charade. But do you have anything else interesting that like you want to talk about this week? I mean, I mean, we've covered some interesting topics. We talked about covering it. We talked about fucking girls over tap handles, selling bottles of Johnny Walker Blue Label for a hundred dollars a pop. You know, we really covered a lot of uh, a lot of the, like the bar basics, I guess. Oh, we didn't talk about my favorite cocktail to make. Oh yeah. So, what is your favorite cocktail to make and your favorite cocktail to order? Well, uh, besides a mojito, is that guarantee you? Did you say? Did you say your favorite cocktail to order? My favorite cocktail to order is going to be some kind of whiskey with ice. Some kind of whiskey with ice. Okay. Hmm. So, Jesse, what is your favorite cocktail to make? I'm thinking, um, I guess one of my favorite cocktails to make. Hang on a second. Ah, my shoe fell off. Because I know you don't have as much time behind the bar, but I know you have some. I've had some, and what I started out with, and my bartending basic of what I've learned was in a tropical bar, but we made this cool little drink, and it's it looks really cool, and it tastes well as long as you do it well. It's called a, uh, a shark bite. That sounds interesting. It sounds very rum-based. Interesting because it's vodka-based. Uh, what it is is, I mean, you can use it with pretty much any well vodka. <coughs> but we did it with Sky, Sky Regular, and Sweet and Sour in the drink first. Uh, do it on top. You drop the blue curacao, and then on top you float the grenadine. So as it slowly mixes, it looks like blood mixing into the water. Now that's pretty fucking sweet. So you drop like a shot of blue curacao in there? Mm-hmm. You do it. Was there ice in it? Like how do you? You drop, drop it down cell? the side. You sink it. Oh, you so you a uh, blue curacao sink or not a drop shot of blue curacao? Yeah, yeah. You all well, drop it. You sink the blue curacao in there, and so as the blue curacao mixes with the sweet and sour, as the curacao mixes with the sweet and sour, it turns that kind of blue, kind of oceany blue turquoise, and then you float the grenadine on top, and it looks like you know 
that looks like somebody got bit by a shark and they're bleeding. Dude, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty badass. It's pretty dope. I could probably make one. Well, we could do it with lemonade. Do you have grenadine? No. I don't keep any of that kind of sweet shit. You know what's really I good? I probably should. Because uh, we, uh, we talked about it tonight, and um, we have other bartenders on in the future. What we talked about was, uh, you know, asking what their favorite cocktail is, and then I'll try to make sure that I have ev- all the ingredients necessary to make their favorite cocktail to make. Because I think it would be interesting to see. I have a good, I have a good couple set of tins here, strainers, you know, everything. I have a rimmer here, like everything they would need to make a cocktail the way that they do in any bar that they work at. I think it would be pretty interesting to see, like, w- what different bartenders have to s- like, as their favorite drink to make and their favorite drink to drink. Makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I think it would be a kind of a cool feature on there. Um, but on that note, guys, I think our food is almost ready. We've hit about 54 minutes. So I think we're going to call it on this episode of The Bar. It has been fun. Um, let's see. Coming up in the bar, we are going to try to get another guest on in the next week or two. We will. We will. Mm. Andrew's making this meat pie. looks delicious. This is much too hot to stick my penis in. This is not like an apple pie. Very much too hot. Are you going to cover that and then like bake it too? Yes, I'm going to cover it and the rest of the potatoes that are in here. I'm just staring at the pie. <laughs> like it just looks so good. Yes, but, um, this is the bar. Um, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook. You can email us. Facebook.com slash bar. And we are your bar at gmail.com. And you know what? I think we're going to set up an Instagram tonight. We're going to post some pictures of our food. I definitely think we should. I think we should for sure. We're going to take a video here in a second. We're going to take some photos, post them to Facebook, and we're going to set up an Instagram. All right, folks. Well, uh, you guys have a great night. Thanks for listening and joining us at the bar. And uh, thanks for listening to Drunk Jesse. Yeah. Cheers. Amen. Can I get a... Hey, man. This is where you say amen so we can end the podcast. What was that? I said, can I get an amen? Oh, sorry. Amen. Thank you for joining us, everyone. God bless us, everyone.